The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Lord Intel Report. I am your host, John Statmiller, with you on. This 23rd day of June 2020. And if you haven't heard the late breaking news, there is going to be baseball. Yes, there is. Truncated as it is, with no fans in attendance, they're going to play 60 games in 65 days, uh, starting July 17th or something. 40% of the revenues for Major League Baseball comes from fan attendance over 161 game series. Looks like a few people aren't going to be getting paid. As promised, my once-a-month guest from Germany, Harley Schlanger. Hello, Harley. Hi, John. How are you? (laughs) Uh, I didn't think I had it in me to do, but I was at a local stop and rob uh, down here in Round Rock, Texas, Harley. And I walked in, and they were infamous for hand sanitizing and all this other stuff. They had signs plastered all over the doors. I walked up. I saw no signs. I walked in. Young black guy behind the counter says, can you use the uh, disinfectant? And I said, no, thank you. And I started walking into the store, and he said, well, I'm not going to serve you. And I said, have you been sued over this? There's no law. Or is this 7-Eleven policy? And there was a, uh, a young black guy standing on the customer side, And he turned to me and he says, he's just trying to do his job. And I looked at both of them and I says, you know, this is ironic. You don't don't know slavery the second time around when you see it. I was livid. Harley, we've got no-go zones that no police are allowed in. We've got... uh, We've got a Muslim out in Seattle. I hear the Seattle mayor is going to stop this Chaz thing because actually people were killed out there. And police, the response time from the police, if it even exists, is a half hour. That's sometime between death and rigor mortis, Harley. We're in a hell of a fix over here. And from your perspective... You're you're over there in Europe. From your perspective, what is this all about, really? Well, it's actually very simple. We're in the midst of a systemic breakdown. We've had a a system 
that's been undergoing a collapse for 50 years. And you know, people forget that history doesn't happen in sudden spurts. There are things that happen that, that are events that may be triggers or turning points, but there's a dynamic process that shapes them. For example, the Roman Empire took 200 years to collapse. Uh, what we've seen is a, a collapse of the economy, a collapse of physical production, uh, a collapse of education. Uh, you name it, it's been collapsing. And the only thing that is left is a speculative financial system, which is parasitizing the real economy. And so all the things you just brought up, the, the riots, the chaos, the... Uh, disaffection, the anger over uh, the coronavirus situation, all of this is part of this breakdown process. You know, if, if we had maintained our public health system and not had the craziness of Obamacare and, and so on, uh, we would have been able to handle this situation without a lockdown, without much of a problem. Well, and, and here again, Harley, uh, and, and I see a lot of people doing this, not saying that you are, but I'm seeing a lot of people equivocate. You know, they're talking about, well, should I wear a mask or, or shouldn't I? And I'm, I'm, y'all, everybody's missing the point here. This was a pandemic that was cooked up over two years ago. It was done worldwide, coordinated worldwide. You know, the social distancing and wearing of the mask and preventing the second wave and all this horse manure was orchestrated worldwide. That's what told me it was a pandemic. But we researched and did our homework on this. And yes, the bigger problem here is we have an unelected supposed expert that's giving advice to our state governors on procedures and uh, ending the lockdown or not ending the lockdown, testing more, which we've discovered that 80% of the test results for this Corolla virus, I call it Corolla, just to <laughs> stick it in their eye, uh, they're, not, uh, they're, they're, they're not even accurate. And Fauci's out there saying, well, we hope to have a vaccine for this COVID-19 stuff by January of next year. Harley, mark my words, what they're doing with the uh, Major League Baseball, what they're going to be doing with the NFL, they're setting this thing up. We're going to have to go through this again. 45 million people, Harley, is not enough out of work. We need to hit 70 or 80 million. We really have to trash this country. And we'll we'll keep borrowing at trillions here and trillions there and throwing it unnecessarily from the Mac Daddy, Harley, from the Mac Daddy, of all Hegelian dialectic I have ever seen, they <laughs> caused the problem. They're demonstrating how bad the problem is. And look, here's our list of solutions. And all of this is not legal, not constitutional. There is no law. If you do the research, if you do the research on the clowns in California and wherever that are doing this, this lockdown stuff or ordering wearing masks, there's no law. Even the states have three branches of government, Harley. Three of them. Where's the law? You keep asking, if you keep asking for the law, they keep referring you back to, well, this expert's advice. And wait a minute. 
Do we live in a constitutionally limited republic? Are we a nation of laws or a nation of whims that somebody's better idea is going to overcome this phony pandemic? I'm pissed, man. Well, you're not alone. But I think the, the thing we have to discuss is what we should be pissed about. Because the least of our problems is whether we should wear a mask or not wear a mask. It's the broader question that you're asking which is, do we live in a constitutional republic or not? Has that been fully eroded? Do we have an economic capability of protecting the population from food shortages, from uh, breakdowns of, of energy and, and um, infrastructure? You know, the, the whole system, John, this is the point. The whole system has been brought down by ideological fools who profit from it massively, who are transferring wealth at the highest level ever in world history, the Davos billionaires. You know, the people get mad at Bill Gates, but there are a whole bunch of these guys, including the Ted Turners and the Jeff Bezos and, and quite a few of these guys who are the ones who have set this thing up. And then you look at the central banks and you mentioned the trillions of dollars being printed. Where's it going? If we're printing trillions of dollars, who's getting the money? It's being handed out by Larry Fink of BlackRock. Now, did anyone elect him? Larry Fink is the one who was selected to handle the, the uh, $4 trillion that's going into the so-called recovery program. And where's that money going? All of it's going to the speculators. And they're going to wait until the wave of uh, delinquencies turn into foreclosures and people are forced out of their homes. And then the speculators are going to have free cash from the Federal Reserve to go in and buy up all the assets. That's what's happening. A transfer of wealth on the scale never before seen and... People are sitting back taking it because they're being manipulated into fighting the little battles when the big battle is in front of us clearly, which is what you and I have talked about before, taking on the central banking fraud, which has the power over governments. Now, I mentioned Larry Fink. He was at the Jackson Hole, Wyoming Federal Reserve Conference last summer. And what he proposed was a regime change in finance. And what did he mean by that? He said that governments, that is elected governments, and of course we have problems with our Congress, so let's put that aside for a moment though. He said elected governments won't do what's necessary to deal with the crisis. So we have to turn not just monetary policy, but fiscal policy, that is budgets, over to the bankers. Now, what that means is why have elections? Fink was talking about a banker's dictatorship, and that's what we've moved into, we've transitioned into since last August, which includes the whole Green New Deal, the bailouts of the speculators, and the starving of the real economy, uh, which was, by the way, it was all crashing before the lockdown took place. Thank you. And what I said, Harley, right at the outset of this, 
This is another bailout for the bankers. Only the emphasis was not put on the banks. The emphasis was put on the evil COVID-19 that's going to kill millions of people. And, oh, my God, we've got to pull out all the stops to help protect the American people. They did this to us. They did this to us. And as one of my friends talks about, they have weapons of mass distraction where they'll get people. I mean, look, what is identity politics? It's you get people focused on the little thing that gets them really angry in their neighborhood. And they miss the fact that the little thing is part of a cog, which is a bigger picture, which has taken everything from them. People are on the verge of losing everything. Yes. There are 4.75 million homeowners who face foreclosure once the CARES Act forbearance ends at the end of August. There are 13 million credit card accounts that people are being allowed to skate by under forbearance provisions of the CARES Act, which ends at the end of July. 13 million people are living on credit cards because they don't have jobs anymore. They're going to have their credit cards canceled. People are going to be starving in this country, thrown out of their homes. Uh, existing home sales are collapsing. You, know, you, you go across the board, uh, six million automobiles uh, are going to be facing repossession uh, that, where people are given forbearance on the uh, auto loan repays uh, for three months. That means at the end of September, they're going to either start paying and start paying back what they didn't pay, or they're going to lose their cars. Now, Harley. How are, people going to, how are people going to pay that back? Where are the jobs coming from? Harley, and that was another issue with me, and damn Trump for doing this, uh, coming out and citing his 3.5 million people have been put back to work, whereas 92 million people were out of work around the presidential election time in 2016, 92 million. That was a third of the workers in this country. Thank you very much to the greatest ripoff ever witnessed by mankind, the, 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 the banking shenanigans of 08 and 09. And then yeah. they projected out that the economy was stronger and it's getting stronger every single day. We still had 50, 60 million Americans out of work now give us the pandemic. Now they're claiming that there's 45 more million people thrown out of work. So exactly how many people are out of work? And the way I'm seeing this structured and watching the corporations, watching all these handmaidens to this pandemic BS, Harley, I guarantee you they're going to pull the same crap this fall and winter. So it's not going to be 45 million people, plus the people who are already out of work that either died, shot themselves, got divorced, lost their homes, dropped off of any kind of role whatsoever on, on the human scroll of life here in this country. They're, going, they're setting us up to do this again. So where are the people that don't think this country is a democracy, that it's the rule of law that takes precedent over everything, we don't have civilians running us into the ground with their expert advice from their administrative positions. Harley, we're looking at the end of the USA as we know it. And this is not a joke. It's the end of it. John, it's not just the USA, because this is one thing I can tell you from Europe. They're doing the same thing here. 
This bailout, the present bailout in the United States and Europe, is about 15 times larger than what was carried out in 2008, 2009. They're talking about four to eight trillion dollars coming from the Fed. There's 2.75 trillion. Wait a minute, back up here a second, Harley, please. Uh, Who's Fed? Our Fed? The U.S. Federal Reserve. To go where? Where's the money going? Yeah. It's going to the bankers. Okay, in Europe? It's going to the shadow banking system. In Europe? Oh, in in Europe, uh, actually, some of the Federal Reserve cash that's being created is going to European banks. Somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 percent of it. That's the swap agreements that were uh, signed between Mnuchin and the European Central Bank. So what they're saying is that's so the European banks can loan to U.S. corporations operating in Europe. But it's not going to U.S. corporations. It's going to bail out the bankrupt banks. The, the, the transfer of wealth is to the shadow banking system. That's why Fink of BlackRock is in charge of it. He's not giving money to an unemployed guy so he can buy stocks. You know, the idea that you're going to get a V-shaped recovery because of a stock market boom, who's got the money to buy stocks right now? People who, the 45 million people who have just lost their jobs? No, of course not. They're having a hard time holding on to their homes. And when they lose their homes and the prices collapse, it's going to be bought up by these speculators with the quantitative easing money from the Federal Reserve. That's why I'm saying that what was done with the CARES Act, they, they dropped 1200 bucks into each adult's pocket. Wow. And said, and we'll give you 600 a month for unemployment for a couple of months here, and, and just shut up and take it. $600 a month for unemployment. Wow. Boy, that's, yes. that's going to pay rent and buy food. That's going to make me feel okay while they try to figure out the mistakes far, that they've made. They've made. How far does $1,200 go? Right. I mean, none of this adds up. The the whole idea that we're going to have a V-shaped recovery that's going to make everything fine, uh, maybe Donald Trump believes it. Maybe he was convinced that it will happen. But the money is not going into anything physical that will create new jobs. It's not going into infrastructure. It's not going into rebuilding American manufacturing. We talk about reviving the supply chains in the United States. How do you do that? A a company, if they're going to rebuild a factory to start producing goods here again, needs credit. Hmm. If they get credit, what they were doing with it the last couple of years is buying their own stock. That's right. And now they're uh, sitting, the corporations are sitting on top of billions of dollars of worthless corporate bonds that they issued to borrow money to buy their own stock. Now, and, and you would think that the, the common, ordinary Joe Schmo from Kokomo here in this country would look at the stock market and go, well, wait a minute, we just had $45 million put out of work. We know we have massive debt everywhere. So what's the stock market? It was 25000 plus on the Dow Jones. It was up a couple hundred points today. Nobody's figured out that this thing is rigged. How the hell can you have a strong uh, market like that that's supposed to be be reflected of corporate health and earnings? Where the hell did all that go? 
We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't owned your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start correcting your deficiencies by receiving your Commander Lifetime Membership with Front Sight Firearms Training Facility. A one-time donation to RBN for $500 We'll give you a Commander Lifetime Membership at Front Sight as a tremendously huge thank you bonus. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. I see you, my friend, and touch your face again. At Jekyll Island in 1910, agents of the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, and the Warburgs gave themselves the right to charge us interest on money they created out of nothing. Paying interest on fictitious debt transfers, all that we worked for to to the bankers for nothing in return, if we still had uh, Lincoln's non-interest-bearing greenbacks, There'd be no $23 trillion national debt and no $500 billion annual interest payments on that fiction. And $23 trillion, I don't know where this figure keeps coming up. It's $21 trillion, then $22, $23. The United States is well over $150, $160 trillion 
dollars in debt, obligations, past that they haven't cleaned up, present that they have no way of addressing, and future they keep spending like drunken sailors. You know, I Harley, this, this is insanity. I nailed this in my career when I first got on radio years and years and years ago. The number one problem I saw in this country was the same thing that Henry Ford saw, that other industrialists at the time that weren't in on the takedown, they said it was the banks, and it still is. And now we've got BlackRock distributing funds to whom, and how are they qualified? And here is another civilian in charge of what? They're not elected. Who checks the checkers here? Nobody. I mean, this this $21 trillion, Harley, uh, Dr. Skidmore recently came out and said he had found it gone missing from the Department of Defense. But that was from the uh, Urban Development, the Housing and Urban Development HUD and Department of Defense from 1998 to 2015, $21 trillion that uh, nobody can account for. Just, just up and disappeared. Well, then they threw billions of dollars at them. They threw $800 billion and told them to plug the holes. Guess what? They lost $800 billion as well. <laughs> Harley, this is nothing but chicanery and thievery at the highest levels in this country. And these clowns are out there running around the streets, burning and looting and claiming uh, we're autonomous zones here and we're out there pulling down statues and destroying the history of the country. I'll say this again. The idiots don't know abject slavery when they see it. They're walking around in it. They're reveling in it. They want this country gone. And Harley, the irony of this, they're blaming it on the fixed system, the capitalist system that was taken over and used for the banker's pleasure against us and we all of the people. Well, not only that, the bankers are the ones funding these so-called autonomous movements. You know, if you look at, at Antifa, you look at Black Lives Matter, where's the money come from? The uh, Ford Foundation, from George Soros, from any number of these liberal philanthropists, most of whom are speculators who are making the money that goes into these groups based on the uh, bailouts they've had over the last decade. Now, the the real irony is, I mean, years ago, I think it was in 1970, Lyndon LaRouche wrote a pamphlet called The New Left, Local Control, and Fascism. And what he wrote about it was partly about the uh, operations that were being run by, and I, I can't remember the name right now, the guy who wrote Reveille for Radicals, mm. um, yeah, I can't think of his name either. Yeah. Anyway, the, they were building movements to take people who were legitimately aggrieved. They didn't have decent jobs, decent education. Uh, they had problems. But instead of directing them at the cause of the problem, the transformation of the U.S. economy from a productive economy into an industrial rust heap, a post-industrial economy, Instead, they said, you should take over your local neighborhood. You should have your local gangs 
become the police. And what LaRouche said is they're organizing people to control their own garbage cans and to call that a big victory. And this is what you're seeing now uh, emerging out of the post-Minneapolis protests and riots, that these were orchestrated for the purpose of professional agitators, provocateurs of the left and the right. It's controlled on both sides. And let me just give your listeners a hint of where this comes from. In 1956-57, there was a revolt in Kenya against the British, against the colonial control of the British, by a group called the Mau Mau. And the British sent in a brigadier general named Frank Kitson, who came up with a pretty simple strategy. Create a second group called the Mau Mau, and instead of fighting the British, go in and burn down churches, rape women, destroy schools. In other words, in the name of fighting for freedom, do things that would turn people against the people who are the real freedom fighters. And Kitson wrote a book called Gang, Counter Gang, Low Intensity Operations in Warfare. And that's what we're seeing with this whole uh, riot situation. All right, we'll take the break. Um, We'll take some calls today, seeing how we got Harley for two hours. You never get to ask him or talk to him yourself. We'll do that. We'll take this bottom of the hour break. My guest today... Harley Schlanger, Executive Intelligence Review. We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, 
PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. the number 2, keep it today. Can we dance when our earth is turning? How do we sleep while our beds are burning? How can we dance when our earth is turning? I want to keep up with the calls that come in. Charles from St. Petersburg, you're on the air with Harley Schlanger. Yeah, uh, 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 you can hear me. Yes, Charles, go ahead. Yeah, this whole thing is uh, is a technocrat movement. The Kipplinger magazine back in 1969, which was all for the plan, they already were talking about computers running everything, a cashless society. It was in the in an issue of the Kipplinger magazine for 19. 19- 69 already the, the the middle and small businesses would cease to exist they're called marginals in technocratic jargon uh, communitarianism and and tech, technocracy are the same thing i think and uh it's of course it's the uh Mnuchin of uh, goldman sachs is now tr- head of treasury said on Fox News some months ago and real early in the morning they had him on on he said when this all this is through we'll it'll uh, it'll be fifty three trillion dollars not nine trillion or twenty trillion fifty three trillion dollars and BlackRock is is the Rothschilds. It it controls controlling shares and all the big pharmas pharmaceutical and vaccine manufacturers and the big defense industries and and supposedly behind all these grocery store chains that that you think are are independently owned like Publix and uh you know all these ones different countries they have di- I mean in different parts of the US have different names but they but they're all controlled by and holding companies BlackRock is is the Rothschild. It's worth trillions. It's got trillions invested, controlling shares and a lot of things. What do we need to thank you, Charles? I appreciate your call very much. Uh, Harley? 
What do we do to extract ourselves from the money masters, the manipulators, the great liars, the global elite, the new world order, the very architects that want to set up world government? What? Well, Go ahead. I mean, I can give you a couple of things that would work, but to get it done is going to be a huge fight to mobilize the American people to scare the hell out of the Congress. Because right now the Congress is lock, stock, and barrel controlled by these uh, financier and insurance companies and these global cartels. Now, the easiest thing to do would be to restore Glass-Steagall banking separation. Oh, you mean they haven't done that yet? (laughs) Now, if you restored it, the first thing that you would say to all the investment banks and the shadow banking companies that are getting bailed out is, sorry, no more bailouts for you. You're going to have to eat your losses. And they would have to be put through a bankruptcy reorganization. Maybe we'd be kind to them and give them a year or two to see where their assets price out, because all of them would be worth pennies on the dollar at best. Okay, but why would we have to do that when we have the proof that they're the ones that screwed the system in the first place, that rigged it, manipulated it, guided it, closed an economy down with their shenanigans back in 08 and 09? I I mean, where's the reparation? We have have the evidence against them. Yes, we do. The point is... The point is that before we lock them all up, we've got to deal with the fact that they've destroyed the economy. We've got to take measures that will stop the criminality, but at the same time get a credit system that puts credit in the hands of people who will produce real wealth. So what you do with Glass-Steagall is you protect the commercial banking system. Uh, because you want to make sure that people who have checking accounts and savings accounts and business accounts, uh, that they're not going to lose their money because of these swindles, which, by the way, they are losing them because that money is already in the speculative system. But secondly, you have to stop the speculation. Now, we're not going to tell them they can't speculate anymore. Uh, We're just going to tell them they're not going to get backed up. And if they lose the money, it's their loss. Which is now, the way things were since the start of this country. How many? And, yeah. and, and we've had these wonderful little sayings that were woven around this, you know, uh, with comes greater risk, comes greater reward, that sort of thing. That nothing yeah. is guaranteed if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, if you're going to be a corporation, you've got to be sharp and savvy and all of these things. But, the, the, you know, Harley, I, ke- I keep thinking that this this dilemma as to how are we going to value what they have done with their fractionalized reserve system. They have the inflated currencies. You know, there's a reason why 90% of the currency in circulation in the U.S. is not worth anything. It goes right back to fractionalized reserve banking. You deposit 100 bucks. guess what? Tomorrow the accountant says, oh, you're good to go to loan out 900 I mean, yeah. th- this Harley. There's no, no bandaging this. There, there's no. There's no switching over or trying to equivocate to come up with a new value. How the hell do we do that out of a system that was born in hell? I, I think you missed the latest memo from Jerome Powell. Oh, I must. There's have. no longer any reserve requirements for banks. Groovy. Nothing. 
They don't even need the $100 anymore to create $900. Uh, is they there... did away with... But let me just develop a point here, because I think this is why what, what people, when they, they get caught up in all the intricacies and complexities, they miss the simple point. Banking at the founding of this country was about having a currency determined by the government, not by private banks, that would issue credit to those people who had plans to actually do something that would benefit the country with that credit. And there was such a thing as an honorable banker back then. You had some crooks, but the honorable bankers were the ones who would determine who could come to them with a plan that would work, and then they'd loan them money. That's how a credit system functions. And the projects that were favored at the times when our country has really grown are those projects which are involved in some form of physical goods production. Uh, you would whether, think, yeah. Well, whether it's manufacturing, transportation, construction, mining, uh, utilities, energy, there, there are some things that produce wealth. Now, one of the things that doesn't produce wealth is derivative speculation, is financialization of all assets, is the uh, well, the shorting of, of government, uh, shorting of national currencies. You know, after 1971, when Nixon took the dollar off the gold reserve and broke the fixed exchange rate system of the Bretton Woods which wasn't perfect, but actually worked fairly well. It kept the once credit was, creatures at bay, at least for a while. Yeah, and, and once that was broken on August 15, 1971, what it meant is that the speculators took over, and they turned everything into a speculative investment. Now, I had an interesting talk with John Conley in 1985, because Conley, you remember, was the Treasury Secretary in 71, and he used to take credit for the idea of taking the uh, dollar off gold. And I met him at his bankruptcy auction. And I said, do you realize you did this to yourself? And then he, he admitted to me it wasn't his idea. It was his boss's, the, the real boss's idea. George Schultz and Paul Volcker were the ones <laughs> who scared Conley into going into uh, President Nixon and telling him that you have to take the dollar off the gold reserve. And I can remember Tricky Dick saying, I'm not a crook. Okay, you might not have personally been in there uh, enriching yourself, Tricky Dick, but you certainly open up the doors to the insane asylum to let the uh, the inmates take over. And you know who forced the issue? Supposedly the French were the ones who were turning in their dollars for gold. And the French had a lot of what were called at the time euro dollars. But it was the British that were doing it, that were loaning money to the French, dollars to the French, to go line up at the Federal Reserve, <laughs> or at the Treasury, rather, to demand gold. So this was an operation against the American dollar and against the American people. And what happened shortly after it? The first oil hoax, 1973, where yep. all of a sudden yep. dollars were swirling through the banking system from the oil companies. And who was controlling that at the time? That was the people who set up the Trilateral Commission. You know, in, in 1973 to 75, you had a new organization created, the Trilateral Commission. We wrote a pamphlet 
1976, when Jimmy Carter was elected, called Part Carter and the Party of International Terrorism. And it was all about the Trilateral Commission. The caller before mentioned the uh, 67, 68, I think he said, the Kiplinger Report. A lot of this was worked out in the after the assassination of John Kennedy. And it was international organizations. The Club of Rome was one of them. Look, and let me let me stop here for a second. Look what Kennedy did. And and I was yeah. going to su- suggest to you, you know, what can we do with this banking system that's strangling and extracting every little bit of wealth with their phony money so they can buy up the real stuff? It, it's it's very simple. And and my contention, this is what actually what got JFK killed, murdered, was yeah. he went against the banks. But here is what could Harley, excuse me. Here is yeah, what could be done. You order the Treasury to print up denominations. You put that stuff on pallets. You declare a banking holiday on a Friday. You make sure all the banks have the new federal notes in their vaults. The banks open Monday. The Federal Reserve notes are gone. They have been supplanted with the federal notes. Zero interest. And I don't care what the funny money people are claiming that they owe or what they don't. Because quite frankly, they want to press that issue. We'll drag your asses into court and we'll send you to jail for a couple hundred years for each offense that you've got to serve concurrently. Let them try it. Harley, there are people of no integrity or guts anymore in this damn government. None. Well, what you mentioned about Kennedy, you and I have discussed this before. It's actually treasury notes is what they call them, not federal notes, to distinguish them. Kennedy actually ordered um, several billion dollars to be printed. Five, to be exact, and that was about the national debt at the time. Five, imagine this, five billion dollar national debt. Well, and it caused a complete and total panic. Uh, Harold Macmillan, who was the Prime Minister of Britain at the time, uh, when he was told what Kennedy did, I think this was in June 1963, Macmillan turned to the cabinet there and he said, we've lost control of our jack, uh, referring to Kennedy's move to break with the Federal Reserve System, the private banking system. Now, Kennedy was doing this based on an understanding of what is real wealth. Real wealth is never measured by money. It's measured by physical output, by productivity, by the degree to which you create new technologies and and new businesses, new industries, uh, which require entrepreneurial skills, uh, engineering skills. Or just to keep the existing uh, operable. Yeah. And what, what Kennedy understood was that there was a move underway at the time, which grew after his assassination enormously, which was a zero-growth movement, a zero-population movement, an anti-growth economic policy. And he identified this with, at the time, Chase Manhattan Bank, which was David Rockefeller. And most people don't know this, but the, the bankers were at war with Kennedy, They thought that when Kennedy appointed Douglas Dillon from Dillon Reed Investment Bank as Treasury Secretary, that he would be the controller like Tim Geithner with Obama or uh, uh, Mnuchin with Trump. 
But what happened was Kennedy went around him. Uh, Kennedy didn't tell him that he was going to do this executive order. And we were on the verge at that point of breaking the control of the international bankers over the U.S. economy. Because the issue is what Eisenhower identified when he talked about the military-industrial complex, that you had cartels, you had corporate boards, you had defense contractors, uh, bankers, and others who were acting for, the, for interests other than the national interests of our country. And this is what Kennedy understood. And to some extent, when Trump talks about sovereignty and national economy, that's what he's talking about. Yep. Now, whether he can follow through with it or not has been the, the real issue. And, you know, as, well, as you know, and, I've given and, and, some... and the question is, Harley, mm -hmm. is this an issue with Donald Trump? Does yeah. he understand and recognize what's going on? Because we we just discussed JFK. That was Democrat 60 years ago that yeah. went against the very instrument that's strangling us to death now. We're, we're, we're toe-tagged. We're in the morgue. We're done. Under this system, there is no way to pay it back. There's no way to get it functionable again. There's no way to have an even board anymore. It just isn't the amassed debt out there. <laughs> to say nothing of the interest, it is going to be very soon the gross domestic product of this country is not going to even be able to pay the interest on this funny money that these banks that's claim all, that we owe. That's already happening in the corporate sector. The issuance of bonds by corporations more than 50% of what they've issued in the last two years is, is now rated at junk bond, junk bond status or one notch above. These are zombie corporations that aren't making enough money to pay the interest on their debt, and yet they can line up at the banks to get money from the repo markets, the overnight lending markets. But let me just read you a quote from something that came out today from a think tank in Helsinki, which has a relatively good reputation for its forecasting. It's something called GNSE. They have an article called The Stages of the Collapse. And they said, right now we're at the stage of economic calamity, but we're heading rapidly towards economic apocalypse. And what they went through is some of the things we've been discussing, the printing of money to pay existing debt on instruments that have no actually known value. That when you go into debt to pay down old debt or to pay off the interest on the old debt of instruments that, that have nothing physical or tangible of wealth to them, like what's a derivative? A derivative is a contract. Okay, I, I, I have to break. I don't, I don't think you can hear that bumper. James, John, JR, you've been holding for 20 minutes or more. We'll get your calls in rapid succession after this break. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook 
Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. This is too good to be true, except this time it is real. 100%. No joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide the approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and frontsite.com to make it happen. You will hear this offer only on this radio network. Help keep RBN alive. Tell five. I'm just an average fan with an average life. I work from nine to five. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average room. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? And I always feel like somebody's watching me. Sorry, I was having a COVID meltdown break. James in Kansas. Hello, James. I would like to hear Harley talk about the banking system that came to power about the same time Hitler did, and how it differs. Well, being, well they did have his flaws, too, that were just as bad as the thing we've got now. And I, I, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's James, 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 let's clarify. Are you talking about after um, the great banking chaos in Germany of the Weimar Republic, Hitler taking over as chancellor and figuring out that the banks were the problem. Right. And then he actually told the Jewish bankers, he said, look, I just don't want to do business with you anymore. Take your stuff and leave. He didn't confiscate their money. He told them, grab your stuff and get out. Right. And his well, form well, of banking... His form of banking was a form of script. The banking system in Germany was destroyed. 
but they still found a way to produce, to put people to work. Right. Anyway, Deanna Spingola writes a little bit about it in one of her books. Anyway, I love how they would elaborate. And if well, we don't take our we... money out of the bank and put it in the credit union, could we kind of peacefully overthrow the bankers? No, you can't peacefully overthrow bankers. You have to lock them up. Um, and, and, you know, what we were talking about before with the Treasury credit versus the Federal Reserve, this goes to the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution about allowing private banks to <laughs> handle the currency and credit of the nation. Harley, this is why I kept saying, bring out the rule book. You want to settle an argument? I don't care if it's a baseball game, a football game, Little League. I don't care what it is. You got, you got a problem understanding? Let's get out the rule book. We have yeah. it. This is why I said 20 minutes ago, do we not have good men of, of any compass whatsoever in and around this government? They all know what's going on, and nobody is doing anything about it. They're going to sit and watch this country destroy itself. Well, that's, and that's up to the American people, because if you think the Congress is going to do it, forget it. Oh, no. No, uh, no. Congress and, has done quite enough. Congress is, they have gone that, above and beyond. John, what we've seen, I think if we take a look at the last three years, and assuming that Trump is not part of, the, of this system, he made some proposals, including Glass-Steagall, including infrastructure yes, spending, including the possibility of looking at a gold reserve system and certain other things. But because of the power of the bankers that he never took on, he was unable to do any of it because they funded Russiagate. They ran an operation against him so that to the extent that you may assume Trump was trying to do the right thing, he was getting hit from all sides. Oh. So he wasn't able to concentrate at all on really running the country. Harley. This man took on more issues and accomplished more, maybe not thoroughly. We only got a couple hundred miles of fence on the southern border here. Yeah. You know, I mean, he has tried. He has done, but he has gotten resistance from the neocons. What was ironic a couple of weeks ago, one of the asshats from the Pentagon was complaining that Trump is not respecting the rule of law and the Constitution because he had federal troops out there in Washington, D.C. These idiots, this is the only place that as president he can do things such as this in the District of Columbia, forts and reserves and territories and whatever. This is how far this has gone. And by the way, Harley... Two Pentagon people are going to be in charge of making sure that we all get shot up with the vaccines when they finally arrive. The military, ladies and gentlemen. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? 
Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.